Hey guys, it's Vince. I was interviewed recently on the Strength Coach podcast by the great Anthony Renna, and he was asking me all about ways to make more money at your gym without adding any new members. So that was the topic of our conversation. I gave five, I think, really good ones. Um, so here is my conversation with Anthony Renna on five ways, there's five, uh, to uh, make more money without adding new members. Enjoy. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another special edition of the Strength Coach Podcast. We do this every month with Vince Gabriel, the founder of Gabriel Fitness Performance and Fitness Business University. He helps gym owners get more clients, make more money, and have more freedom. He's the author of nine fitness-related books, including the big book of marketing. He also does the Kiss Marketing Business Secrets for Gym Owners segment on the regular episodes. Always a pleasure, Vince. Thanks for doing this. Ant, thanks for having me. Love doing these. All right. Well, last time you've been, you know, I know you've been crazy busy and especially uh, we had a great episode. I highly recommend everybody today is November 15th, but we're probably, this will probably be released around the 20th. It'll still have time to uh, listen to last episode I did with Vince because uh, it's an end of the year promotion or not promotion, but uh, referral marketing idea that was is just amazing. And, and there's plenty of time for that. We got a great one coming up today. But Vince, you've been crazy busy with all kinds of masterminds and and just so busy. And, and I loved, I saw some stuff on social media about your daughter uh, getting in front of the group uh, how, how, first of all, how'd you get her to do it? And I know it wasn't just from last time because you've been kind of slowly adding, you know, getting her to do that stuff, but which I think is amazing. So tell us about that. Well, first, I'd like to say, you know, I really like being on Zoom with you. And uh, this does, uh, you know, prevent you from filing your nails and playing Sucks. your guitar while we're on the podcast. So Sucks. I think. You know, this was what I, I I requested this, you know, to make you actually work a little bit. Um, so it's nice to be on Zoom and see everybody. Um, but yes, my daughter, she's 10 years old. She has spoken at the last four mastermind meetings where she's done. Uh, I have her prepare uh, what well, she's really wanted to do it, uh, like a five minute speech. Um, and she you know, doesn't use PowerPoint. She uses like note cards and writes on the note cards and stuff and reads the cards and stuff. She's starting, but just getting out. I mean, and there's a hundred people in the audience. There's 60 in person and there's 40 on zoom. So it's like, it's not a small group of, of people. And she's, she's, it's been great. She's done the last four, uh, last three. And she's really, she's done well. She's gotten there. She's, she's getting more confident every time. Um, but this past one, uh, she had the no cards and she um, she dropped the cards and the cards like ended up. It was like weird. It's like the slow motion thing where she had the cards in her hand. She's trying to flip it. And all of a sudden they like flew like in the air and they like scattered out around. <laughs> and she had no idea where she was. She couldn't find the card where she was at. And like the place just stopped. And it was just like silent and she's looking down at the cards and she's trying to find her card and she couldn't find it. She finally like literally like it felt to me like it was like 27 minutes, but it was probably only like five seconds. I don't know, but she, she stopped and she ended up finding her spot um, and like she got back and then she lost her spot again. And she's looking down at the cards on the floor again and um uh, I, I'm like literally against the wall and I see Vanessa across the hall, across the room and she's against the wall on the other side. And I'm like, there's something in me that is like holding me against the wall not to go up there to help her. And like yeah. every person in the audience wanted to run up there and help her. And they saw that I wasn't doing it. So they weren't going to do it if I wasn't. And uh, she ended up finding her spot and she finished the, uh, finished the speech and it was like the, the roar of applause was incredible, right? And not because she did a good job, but because she didn't crack. Yeah. Any any pe person that something like that happens. I mean, you think of how many adults crack and, you know, we're on this to perform better stuff. People like their PowerPoint goes out and stuff. And all of a sudden they're like, you know, this is a 10-year-old kid in front of, you know, 100 adults 
you know, the fact that she didn't. And and it was kind of cool because a couple of things. One, it gave her a ton of confidence, right, to realize, hey, this is and and we have this thing. It's like, keep going. Right. That's what the, the lessons like because we talked about this uh, with her for a lot. And I, I, the lesson to her was keep going in the face of adversity. Keep going in the face of challenges. Keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. And she kept going. She didn't stop. And, you know, we were proud of her. But what what the lesson from a from a parenting standpoint is we have a rule in our house that we are not allowed to do anything for our kids that they can do themselves. That includes tying their shoes. That includes making a sandwich. That includes whatever they can clean the dishes. Like if they physically are able to do it themselves, like I talk, I take my daughter to the library and she gets 25 books out when she goes to the library. I don't carry the bag. She's literally like dragging the bag against the ground. And I do not carry it for her because I want her to feel responsible for her own stuff. And 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 so that's like the rule we have in our in our house. And it was like, that was the hardest time I've ever had to enforce the rule. Right? I'm like, I'm like, I was like, I'm really towing the line here. Like I really should go up and help my daughter. And I, I did, I did. And you know, it wouldn't have been horrible if I did, but the fact that I, something in me, I don't know what it was in Vanessa. I don't know what it was. Uh, we didn't go up there and uh, it was the best decision we could have made for her, for everyone in the audience. So it was, yeah. it was really cool. It was the highlight of the weekend. It really was. Such, such a great lesson too. Like you said, I mean, the, this stuff, stuff will always happen, right? Look what happened to me in Chicago. You pulled yeah, the fire crazy. alarm. You yeah. pulled the fire alarm because I was going right <laughs> after you. <laughs> and I mean, we had a fun. It was like my, I was going on at five thir- or I don't know, five 30, let's call it four 30, whatever. And literally, I'm like, everything, Aaron just put the computer on. Everything was ready to go. It's like 417. It's like, that, 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 that. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And then, you know, a lot of times you don't do anything, right? It's like, oh, don't worry, guys, stay here. We're just going to let this go. It's fine. It's like, we had to get out of the building. There was a huge conference going on. I'm like, this is Vince. He's trying to ice I forgot about that. You did a great job, though. You got back right, right back up there and kept going. So it's... I think it's it's an important thing, man. This is what what it's all about. It's like life is not. I've been watching a, ro- a lot of Rocky with my son. Life is not all sunshines and rainbows. Was a quote from one of his things, and it's just like it's like, hey, you you earn your stripes when you can overcome the hard shit and the bad stuff, you know, that happens, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a trainer. Um, not when everything is perfect and good. So you yeah. got to lean in during those times. My, my, one of my, my first, my second client, Dan Silver used to say to me, and things are going really well right now. Right. It was just great. You got the facility. Now you do. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, listen, by the way, something bad's going to happen. And I just want you to know that you're going to have to deal with it, but then it's going to be fine. Yeah. And then what's, guess what's going to happen. Something bad's gonna happen again because yeah. that's the way it goes, and you have to learn to deal with it. So, uh, and, and it's funny. I'm reading a a book right now, um, and I tried to. I was on a staycation last week, so I had like five days where I was just chilling at the house and it wasn't working. And I tried to pick a book that's not super business related, and I picked up a, a book on it, the title of it is. Um, uh, it, it's called, we promised you a great main event. And so it's called the, the, the sub headline is an unauthorized account of the history of the WWF world wrestling federation or WWE. Right. And it's this guy that's like, he's a brilliant writer and it's all about the Vince McMahon's rise in the domination of wrestling. And you think, you would think that Vince McMahon and wrestling, you think he's synonymous with wrestling, right? That, that there's not, a lot of people don't even know there are other wrestling companies yeah. than the WWE. And the, the great thing I've learned in the book is like Vince McMahon, you know, has overcome a lot of stuff through the time of his reign, you know, in that and there's lots of people, um, lots of other wrestling companies, and he's been in this battle and these wars and all, all kinds of stuff. So it's like you would think like from the outside that they have a monopoly, but they really didn't. And there's a lot of challenges and a lot of frustrations on the McMahon side and family. Obviously, they're successful, but it's been a really cool um it's I, I, I for some reason I I have 
such nostalgia of over wrestling and in the history of wrestling i just absolutely love it it's very great. cool very cool i wonder if charlie's read that one yet uh yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh, i would think so yeah um Wow. Wow. So we, we kind of got, no, we didn't get off track. We're talking about business stuff and life stuff. So it was awesome. Uh, but we're here we to talk. Do an episode just, just this. I know. Jeez. It's more fun. Right? <laughs> it is totally. But I got to say, I, I, like I said earlier, I loved last episode because I think, you know, so much of the, this idea about retention is not spoken about enough or discussed enough or strategies or tactics to keep people. And now the referral program that you, you were talking about is amazing. And this is another thing uh, today, what you're going to talk about, five ways to make more money at your gym without adding new clients. So this is something that everybody can do with what they have currently. And I personally love it too, because in the bar business and the restaurant business that I was in for so long, that was a big thing. I mean, you got those tables and the idea is from the perspective of, hey, we might only turn that table one more time, but also as a waiter, let's say, or a busboy or a waiter, you want to really a waiter. They're the ones who are going to say, hey, listen, by the way, did you guys want, we have a great new cocktail, like just an uh, apple martini right now. It's fall. We're doing this. And when you can talk people into something that they might not have had and that they might enjoy, same thing like with desserts or we used to have contests about a bottle of wine, for example, like whoever sold the most of this bottle of wine. Now that's going to increase the check average. It's also going to increase my tip because if the t- if the check is 50 bucks, right? then my tip is, let's say it's 20%. But if it's a hundred bucks, right? So if I got them a dessert or something. So I just, oh, it's the same idea. Like these are, I, I have this table right in front of me. Stop worrying about the next table. Worry about the table that you're working on. So I just love this idea without adding new clients. So I want to want you to get right into five ways to make more money at your gym without adding new clients. It, it wants me to get right into it. No more, no revenge. All right. So, <laughs> so um Way number one um, has to do with price. Um, so let me lead with the story. You know my wonderful wife, Vanessa, and I don't think she's here right now, but I've told this story uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot of times in other places. But there's a, it was our daughter's first birthday, actually the same daughter that did the speech. It was her first birthday. And when it's your first kid's first birthday, you tend to do, you know, extravagant, stupid things uh, in that in that in that venture. And um, she uh, she got this cake and they brought out the cake and it's like this wedding cake looking thing. It's magnificent. And I'm like, at first, I'm just like, oh, honey, you did a great job finding this cake. Like, this is amazing. Oh, man, look at this thing. And um I said, where did you get the cake? And she's like, oh, there's a place, you know, it was like 35 minutes away down in Denellen or something like this. And, and she's like, yeah, Caitlin told me about it. And I was like, interesting, you know, wondering kind of why we got a cake that was 35 minutes away when there's 1700 places you can buy a cake in our own town relatives. Right. So I'm like, the wheels are turning in my mind and we're cleaning up. And I was just like, hey, Vanessa. How much did you pay for that cake? You know, and and, and aunt, like she turns oh, no. beet, beet red, <laughs> beet red, and gets all like flush, and her voice starts getting high, and she's like, ah, I, I don't know, I, I I'll check the receipt when we get home, you know, and, and just like that, we get in the car, and I'm just like, all right, just just no more bullshit. Just tell me how much the cake was. And she just like looked down. She was just like, it was, it was really expensive. I was like, how much? She was like, it was $474 for the cake. Oh, and I just like, I just like, I was like, a, I was like, that is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard of first kids, first brother spending that kind of money. Now here's the thing, you know, um, about price that you got to understand you know, to you and to me, that that makes no sense at all. To everyone I tell the story to, it makes no sense at all. But in a complete moment of insanity, it made complete sense to Vanessa, right? And the lesson here is trainers, business owners, 
um, should not be the person to decide what the prices are. The people that decide what the prices are are the customers and the ones that are buying the product, right? And so if you think about it, I'm a 29-year-old trainer, right? The only time I've ever spent money on fitness is when I went and got a membership at LA Fitness for $29 a month. And now here I am making my prices and I'm going to start charging $500 a month. And the guy that charges five, he's like, oh, I can't, he's going to pay $500 a month for personal. No, one's going to pay that. No, one's going to pay that. And then the person, but the person buying it is a financial advisor that makes $3 million a year who survives on his brain being sharp and focused. And like they, and, and to him, $500 a month is a drop in the bucket and doesn't even think twice and doesn't even consider it. Right. So should you go with what the 29 year old kid thinks about price or should you go with the person buying it? And you really should always go with the person that's going to make the buying decision, um, not looking at the competition and seeing what the competition is charging, not looking at. I mean, there are certain times that you do have to consider the area and everything like that. But for the most part, it's like who is buying it is the person that decides what the price should be. And so the first way to make more money without getting any new clients is finding the courage to raise your prices and finding the courage to probably raise prices on the people that are currently paying you. And there's a lot out there of saying, oh, well, those people are loyal. Um, you know, don't don't raise prices on the current people. They've paid you for a long time. You know, what about loyalty and stuff like that? And and at the end of the day, yes. Yep. You you want loyal clients. You want loyal following. But the, what is the rule that says that you have to keep your prices the same forever? Right. Where did that rule come from? Like, I, I don't, I, to me, I don't understand that because Starbucks has no problem charging me $4 for a small cup of coffee when I used to pay $2.65. They've had they, they, the most talented people on the planet are the Starbucks baristas. And they're, they're talented because with a straight face, they can tell me, Mr. Gabriel, that'll be $4 for your small cup of coffee. That they deserve acting awards. They are the most talented people on the planet because with a straight face, they can say it'll be $4 for a cup of freaking coffee. <laughs> it's unbelievable, right? But there ain't no shortage of people on the line at Starbucks, right? And ask TJ Lopez, whenever he comes to Mastermind at Embassy Suites, it takes five hours to get that cup of coffee for $4 because it's the slowest Starbucks on the planet. Embassy Suites in Berkeley Heights. I love you guys, but you're super <laughs> slow. You're super slow, right? Um, so a lot of this is what it happens is this, it gets built up in our minds. It's price is more of a psychological thing in our own minds versus what actually happens on the other end. And this is the other thing. There's There's also ego attached to this. And... This is this is why people shouldn't really get upset, you know, about what other people think of them, um, because no one's spending more than about five seconds of their day thinking about you. Right. They think about it for a few seconds. They see your social post. They say, yeah, they call you an asshole and then they move on with their day. Right. They're, they're <laughs> not. spending. No one is. right. No one is spending five hours of their day consciously thinking about how much you charge and what you did for what you had for breakfast and what you posted on social. No one's doing that. They're all going on with their own days. They're all going on with their own lives. And it's just so we think that if I raise my prices, one, everyone's going to quit. And two, everyone's going to, everyone's going to think I'm a greedy jerk and that I'm like in this for the money. And like, there, this is all like this narrative that gets built up in their minds. And I have helped countless gym owners in the SPF Mastermind raise their prices since COVID started. 
Not one of them, not one, has been unhappy with the results. Not one. We have 72 gym owners in the SPF Mastermind right now. Not all of them have raised their price. The ones that have, and it's a large percentage, the ones that have, not one person has been unhappy with the results. Yeah. On raising prices on current members. Vince, just, I just want to interrupt because I have a question on this. And, and just could you kind of direct this into, I think I think the difference, like let's say a Starbucks as opposed to, you know, Gabriel Fitness is you have relationships with the people, you know. So, yeah, so I get it. I Obviously, I've been there. How do we do this? Like I, you, like, like you said, I mean, even if we just did three percent, which is you know kind of the inflationary number, right? You see, raises are three percent, rents go up three percent, right? So even if you just did that, people who are with you, kind of, they understand. They're here. They got your back. Like they understand that all the prices are going up. So how do you approach this with people? So um, the first thing is never, never say you're raising your prices because of inflation. Ever, 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 ever say that. Okay. I I had yeah. a gym owner say that once. Okay. And he 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 did this without my counsel and went and sent a letter and says, due to inflation, we are raising our prices. And this was this was probably like 10 years ago. No, probably like five years ago. And um I just like buried my head in my hands. And I was just like, and because I had a friend that was a client. And he showed, he knew I was coaching him and he came and he showed this music. Did you advise him on this? I was like, are you freaking kidding me? No way. It's just, so what you have to do is, so um, training and what we do is all a value exchange, right? It's an exchange of value. It's like, we are giving uh, value to the lives of our clients in exchange for money, right? That's, that's what this is, right? And what we have to do is we have to increase the value of what we provide for our clients in exchange for raising the price, right? And so there's lots of ways to do this. Now, I do want to do a podcast, Ant, with you at some point on the actual word value, right? Because a lot of times we think, what is value? Value is results, right? They lose weight, they get value, all right? Value is the coaching that they get. They get a good coaching experience and you know, a good session and they get a good sweat and that's value. Um, there's a whole nother universe of the things that people value. And the thing you got to know is different people have different types of value, right? Certain people value this, other people value that. Um, but as a business, it's very important for you to be in tune of what people do value. Um, so you can continue to add that, right? And so what you do need to do is when you do raise your price, how are you adding value to the company? What are the things that you're going to do? Or what are the things that you have done, right? Because let's just say that you opened a new facility a year ago and you didn't raise your prices when you opened the new facility or you got a bunch of new equipment or you sent your trainers out to, you know, boil cert. Um, and, 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 you know, got, got educated. You signed all of your trainers up for strengthcoach.com membership site, right? Like, like all these, you, you ponied up the $9 a month. <laughs> Sorry, we got to raise our prices. We're spending $9 a month on a membership site. So we got to raise our prices. Right? <laughs> um, it's the, it's the biggest, if anyone's not on that site, I mean, I have a membership for all my coaches. If anyone's not on strength coach. Um, they're they're nuts. It's like the the value you talk about value, right? And yeah, yeah, value nine dollars sure. a month for all the stuff that you guys are putting out is like it's ridiculous. Um, but um, so so you build you build the value, right? You you, you take the things that you have done, you take the things that you're going to do. That could be things with facility, could be things with education, could be things with um, new member benefits and everything like that. And you would lay that out to them. Um, we are going to do this. I ha also have found, too, that um, the way you communicate it is everything. Um, our uh, head business coach, Joe Hashi, who's uh, in the last several years has become one of my very, very best friends. Um, and, you know, 
a lot of what I learn about business and parenting and being a tougher person has come from Joe. Um, but Joe did a masterful price increase letter and video. And he has 800 members and raised prices on all 800, didn't lose one person due to the price increase. Um, and it was absolutely masterful. So we kind of have taken a lot of what Joe did and used that as the template. You know, we took his letter that he used, we templatized it. And that's kind of what our most of our members use when they do decide to raise um, uh, uh, prices. But one of the things that he did that I thought was very smart, he he did a percentage increase. Uh, sorry, it was, it was a dollar increase per month. And what he did is he broke it down to the amount of money it would be raised per session. And it came out to like a couple bucks a session, right? And so when you label it as you were increasing your price and it ends up breaking down to $2 a session, basically, you know, when you say that to someone, it's like, oh, we're not worth two more dollars every time you come to the door. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's there's ways to to do it. Yeah. But the really the most important thing is getting one the courage to do it. That's really what it's about. Like I, I sat with a guy, I did a full day consulting uh, a couple of months ago with a gym owner in Chicago. And we started talking about this price increase and he wanted to make more profit. And the fact if you want to make more profit, you just raise you raise your price. Right. Um, now, it, it, the caveat to that is you got to be doing a damn good job. Right. You got to have good retention. You got to have a good sales conversion. Right. You can't have a shitty gym and all of a sudden you're losing money. And all of a sudden we got to make more money. So we raise our prices. That's not what I'm talking about. That is not that is not you don't deserve to raise your prices. If you're doing a good job and you got good retention and you're providing a very good quality of service, then you should you deserve the, the to make more money for 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 what you're doing and so i sat with him we were sitting a day we spent a half a day on this because he's panicking he's like I don't, I don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know like i don't know if i should do this i think it's too much and i'm just like i asked him those questions are you providing a good service yes is your retention solid he's like yeah how's your conversion rate it's really good i was like all right well then the rest of this is all in your own mind bro and when you can get out of your head and make this conscious decision and realize that the extra money you're going to be making is money you can invest into yourself, money you can invest into your business. This becomes a much easier decision. A couple of weeks ago, he sent me an email saying he's had zero people leave after his price increase that he was having a panic attack about. Very cool. Very cool. Nice. All right. Well, what are some other ways we can make money without adding so, new clients. So that's that's number one. Now, this one is a little bit of caveat to it. So it, it kind of is connected with number uh, one. Uh, number two is raise your prices on members going forward. Now, technically, you need new members to, to make that work, but it's really just a decision. So literally, the next person, you have a consultation tomorrow, right? If you charge 300 right now and you you got a consultation tomorrow and you want to make 320 on that person you just go into here, here's the steps you open your laptop you go into the microsoft word you pull up the document that has your price sheet in it you delete the two zeros so it's 300 you delete two zeros and you add a two zero so it's now 320 instead of 300 you click save and you click print and then you print out your price sheet and the next time you go you deliver that different sheet right that's a simple <laughs> Vince can you expand on this a little <laughs> <laughs> right but that's all that's all it is right because you don't have to, you don't need to write a letter. You don't need to justify the value. You don't need to do it. You just literally just do it. But a lot of people won't even do that. Now that's a lot easier, right? Than the one I just said. A lot easier than raising the price a lot, right? But if you, if you want to start making more money, you, you really, this is the, this is the fastest way to do it. And, yeah. and, and this is also more profit, right? I'm not talking about more revenue. You'll make more profit because any 
because there shouldn't be an increase in expenses if you raise your price, right? So all of a sudden, if you're now getting $20 more per month from every client that you've got, it shouldn't cost you more money to service those people. It, so, so really, it's it, it's pure profit. Do you do something like also, these would be good to go together, like to say, okay, we're raising our prices $25 a month, but then when we go to our current members, we might say, hey, listen, and another, and one of the other things, we are raising our prices across the board, but since you're a long time, you know, since you're a member, we're not raising as much as what we're doing for newer clients. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that it's, it's, uh, it's important, you know, as, so I talk about this all the time, right? I talk about this all the time. And a lot of guys, they, they, they listen, they know they should do it and they, they don't do it. And it's funny because I recently raised the price on my CEO mastermind and I wrote them a letter and I raised the price. And they responded back, like almost like tongue in cheek, kind of like joking around a little bit, saying like, all right, I get it. If you can do it on us, I'm going to I'm going to go do it. And it almost like gave them permission, like because I did it to them, almost gave them permission to go and do it themselves because they realized that, hey, this is this is how business is done. Yeah. Right. And as long as you're providing a good, you know, and we had um, we have. We had 100 with the price increase in the CEO mastermind. We had a 100% renewal rate out of 17, 17 gym owners in my top level mastermind. We had a 100% renewal rate with the price increase. And that's how I know that's like, all right, I should have done that because they were getting the value before. And even with the price increase, they're still seeing the value of staying in that program. Right. But sometimes it's like you got to show them. <laughs> you got to show them. Um, so that is so that's number um, two is just change the prices. It, it, just go and do it. It doesn't take anything other than what I that dissertation I just gave. Um, number three is maximize what you're currently doing. And that's maximize your revenue per hour. Um, I, I've helped a lot of people make a lot of money by transferring to small group that we're doing one-on-one. -on -one. Now, I'm not a basher of one-on-one. -on -one. I still do some one-on-one -on -one in my gym. I would say 10, I'd say closer to 5% of our revenue at GFP is one-on-one. Is -on -one. The rest is small group, Right. Um, but I have helped many, many people go from one-on-one -on -one to small group. And when you change your model, right. Or change your ability to, uh, uh, to increase your capacity of what you can do in an hour, you will end up making a lot more money. Right. Um, and so, the, the, the best example is one-on-one -on -one to small group. And I have to give credit to where credit is due. Like I didn't invent small group, right? I learned small group from Cosgrove that who learned it from Plummer, right? It's like, this is, you know, right. But there's a lot of people that have benefited from this. I'm one of them, right? My gym, I was lucky that my gym started 15 years ago as a small group gym. Like I didn't have to do the one-on-one -on -one because I saw what Alan and Rachel were doing who learned from Tom on a different, a better way to do it. Right. And um, so that is a way, right. To, to, to change the model of how you're providing your service. Um, one of the things that I do with, um, with a lot of people is I have them watch a specific movie when they're talking about maximizing their current space. And the movie is The Founder. Have you ever seen this movie, Ant? The Founder, the McDonald's story? Oh, yeah, yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, great yeah, movie. What a jerk, Ray Kroc. I never realized what a jerk he was, though. Jeez. But, but a brilliant, brilliant movie. Yeah, I mean, brilliant scammer, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought it was a great movie. <laughs> it was awesome. No, no, I agree, I agree. Um. 
So there's a part in the movie where they go to this. Do you remember the part where they go to the tennis court? So they're they're in the process of building out the kitchen for McDonald's. And they want to create like this really, really efficient kitchen. Um, and and before they actually built the cut, and they want to make a total custom, right? And so before they built the actual kitchen, what they do is they went to a tennis court. And they actually reenacted the flow of what it was like in the drive-thru. And they had certain places where they put the milkshake and certain places where they put the fryers and certain places where they, you know, uh, um, assembled the hamburger. Yeah, it was like a training session for the employees. That's right. And they created this like flow and it was like this dance. And I was like, I'm watching this. And, and they, they keep moving stuff around and they're moving stuff around and they don't change. And, and then that when it's perfect, right, that's when they say, all right, this is it. This is the kitchen. We're going to build this kitchen that looks just like this. And so I have had many people that tell me I have a thousand square feet and I can only train four people. And I had a guy um, that was a consulting client of mine. And he said this, he was doing one-on-one and he was training three people one-on-one in in this gym that was about a thousand square feet. And he's like, I can't fit anymore. And I said, well, why don't you go? And he wanted to move to semi-private. And I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and watch this movie. And he went and watched the movie and he took his thousand square foot gym and he started, he transferred to small group. And he started and he trained two groups of six in a thousand square feet. So he went from making whatever it was for three people one-on-one to charging for 12 people in semi-private. And the amount of money, I don't remember the exact economics of it, but the amount of money this guy's making per hour versus what he, and what he did was he went and he arranged his whole facility. He took out certain pieces of equipment. He moved this against the wall. He moved this in there. He changed all this around. And all of a sudden, you now have a a facility and a model that enables you to increase the amount of money that you can make per hour, which dramatically increases the profit on your business without adding more clients, right? If you took that and all of a sudden, and, and here's another thing, here's another simple one. If you're doing small group and you have four people going from four to six people will increase the amount of money you make by 50%. Right. And so it's like, you know, now, now there's, Hey, if you're used to four and you, you know, built around four, um, you, there's some work to do to get it right at six. Cause we don't want to do is just add two more people and have, right. So there's some work to do, but, you know, and I believe six is the sweet spot from what I've seen. Um, four to six is the sweet spot. I think more than in order to get, I we do a thing where we look and we'll watch sessions of people and we'll put a stopwatch on how much time a client gets. And so we'll watch the trainer and we'll like look at, all right. And when I say the stopwatch starts when I'm within a certain amount of distance of somebody and I'm talking to them. And I get to a couple of feet in front of them. It's like, all right, I want you to get your chest up or, or hey, you know, I want you or how are you doing or the conversation, coaching, whatever. Right. And you can put a stopwatch on. On how much time that person is getting, that's a form of value. A form of value is how much individual time someone would get in that actual session. And we found that any more than six they're just not getting enough. They're not getting enough time. They're not getting enough time on the watch. And four is a really good, but I think you can get, if you do it right and you structure it good, you can do well with, with six. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we're seeing what Rick Mayo is doing out in Alloy and he's opening franchises all over the country. And, you know, his model is six and Rick ain't no dummy, you know, Rick knows what he's doing. He's a smart dude. And, you know, that, that, that's the number he goes with. And um, so I think that's it, you know, but any more than that, you start getting into, you know, larger group territory, but the difference of four to six, the economics of four to six is huge. It's massive. 
the, the, the easiest one is if you're doing three, which I, know, I don't understand why anyone would do three. Like if you're gonna do three, you could do four. <laughs> just add one person. Come on. Um, so that's that's the third one is 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 really looking at maximizing what you're you're currently doing or adopting a model that can maximize your current space that you have now. A lot of people want, oh, well, we'll get to five thousand square feet, ten thousand square feet. You probably don't need that. You probably can do really well in two thousand square feet if you structure it right. Um, number four, I know we're getting short on time here, so I'll go fast on these. Uh, number four is looking at the amount of people that are training twice a week or once a week and having a specific strategy to get them to train more often, right? Um, someone that's going twice a week would they get better results if they trained three days a week? Would they create a better relationship if they came three days a week? The answer in most cases is yes. But the problem is a lot of people don't even know that they can do more. Like they just, people like don't know. They just sign up for something and like they saw your price sheet two years ago and they're like, oh, I can do three days a week. Like they don't know. And so it's like, it's up to the gym order to remind them of like, hey, you're doing twice a week now and 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 this is being released in november it's a great time to do it because it's like the new year i'd be sitting down with all my clients in december and being like hey you know what do you want to accomplish this year you know uh let's sit down and go over you know what your goals are this year and that's a perfect conversation for an upgrade it's like all right cool well you want to you want to really get it get after it this year you want to really crank it up sorry well you're going two days a week now would you like to add another day how about this um to taste it, I'll I'll give you the first the third day in the month of January for free. And if you like it, you can just keep it there, right? And you can just pay, you know, in February for the rest of the year, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, it, it, it's just all it is is a question. You're doing three days. You're doing two twice a week. Would you like to do three? <laughs> That's like. The most like that's it. That's all you gotta do. And, and get a spreadsheet and get all your clients on a spreadsheet. And you got the clients that are doing once a week, the clients are doing twice a week, the clients are doing three days a week, and have a goal that five people get upgraded every month. You offer five upgrades a month, and you know, hopefully you convert a majority of those five. But it's just like it's it's free money sitting there and it's better for the client. You got a client coming once a week, it's better for them to come twice a week. Yeah, absolutely. But a lot of times people, same thing going back to the price increase. It gets back to, oh, I don't want to like pry. Like, no, like it's our duty to give them what they need. Right. Um, So that is the number four. And um, the last one is, I say this with a caveat, you know, um, if someone has 20 members, I wouldn't be focusing on selling supplements. You know, like just like sometimes people put the car before the horse, right? You get to a critical mass of customers, which I think is like for most of us doing what we're doing is probably like close to 100 members. Right? If you're not at 100 members yet, I would be like focusing on everything around getting to 100 members before I started worrying about selling gear and selling T-shirts. It's like you're going to make so much more money on this stuff if you sell to 100 people versus you sell to 20 people. So before I... You know, but but th this is a way. It, a it is a way to add. You know, Jay Abraham's the three ways to grow business, right? It's you know, increase the amount of clients you got, right? Increase the size of the transaction, which we're talking about with the price increase, and increase the frequency of transaction. That's what what I'm talking about today is really based on it's Jay's three ways to grow business, right? Um, and you know, lots of people will call it their three ways to grow business. Like I I learned it from Jay Abraham. I think most people have learned it from Jay Abraham, but um, anyway, sell more stuff to your current people, sell them supplements, sell them gear, sell them books, sell them whatever, you know, stuff that they need to live a healthier life. It's almost like, what are the things that they need to live a healthier life? They get fitness from you, but what else you know, like, here's a great example. Like they all need, they all should be drinking more water, right? 
you know, and, 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 you know, here's, you know, uh, we'll just shout out to one of our SPF mastermind members that sent me his shaker. Right. Um, but you should have this stuff and you should sell these things, uh, to them also, because I love these because people use them. Right. And now every time I use this, I think of this gym. Right. And so they say, so, so sell them your gear, sell them all the stuff, but, but, but you're, what you're doing is you're increasing the amount of times they buy you. Hopefully most of you, most clients are on a recurring membership. Um, I own four companies, all four. Well, I would, I would say three out of the four are on recurring membership basis. Um, the only one that's not on a recurring membership basis is my sports performance company. And that sells on a block, not a recurring based on the market of kids, never hard for harder for it, not impossible, but harder for kids to commit year round to something because they're always in and out of sports. But my other three companies, the marketing agency, the, the, the personal training gym and the mastermind is all recurring. Right. So they pay you once a month. How can you create situations where they pay you twice a month or 16 times a year? Increase the frequency of transaction to the people that you're currently allowed by selling them more stuff, right? Selling them more things that, you know, they can buy. So I do, you know, mini workshops and seminars for my guys. They're, they're on, um, you know, a monthly retainer in the mastermind. Right. But I will do, um, you know, copywriting seminars and speaking seminars and like deep dive stuff where they pay extra to come to. And it's spending two days with me. Um, I I do uh, one a month. I will do a full day of consulting where I'll bring someone in for a full day and, and, you know, charge them a hefty fee to spend a whole day with me. That's outside of what they pay for for with Mastermind. Right. And so what I'm doing is I'm increasing the frequency of transaction, the number of times that they actually buy. But I'm not just giving them nothing. I'm giving them a va high value service for in exchange for those things. So that's what gym owners you know, can do uh, to make more money without adding more uh, clients. Those are five. Yeah, things. Jim, uh, For let's talk about the gym really quick just before we leave and let's go over a couple of things. Just, I wanted to just go back and forth with that. So there could be like ready, ready made like protein drinks that you can have. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. could be um, affiliate programs like LM element, which is the hydration, you know, the, the, the salt, like that's an affiliate program. Uh, you can, you can sell people those you can sell people uh, inside tracker, as an affiliate program where you can, they do blood work, right? Uh, athletic greens. There's, it's not just physical stuff you have in the gym, but what are some other things that you can think of Vince that just uh, end with this list? Um, well, the other one too is, um, you know, so I said supplements before uh, I said gear. Uh, you just said bars and shakes. The other one that we do is, um, is challenges. So we do challenges uh, three to four times a year where we charge a certain amount of money to be a part of the challenge. So they get extra nutritional advice and extra accountability and coaching throughout the year. Nutrition is another one. Could you add on nutrition coaching and sell nutrition coaching to them where they need extra help and support? We used to have a program years ago that Big Tom ran called GFP Lean, which was a like 12-week nutrition program where they would sign up and they would get educated on uh nutrition and other other you know things like that um so there's, yeah. it's all you know your your own creativity but you know there's uh you have a list of buyers right now right every one of the people listening to this has a list of buyers they're already paying you money and it's only up to your own creativity to create things where they can pay you more money for those things. And it's not just like to make more money, you're still providing value, you're still providing a service. Um, but we sometimes look at and get, you know, tunnel vision to the only way I can grow my company is to get more clients. 
and that that is a way and and for some of you it is the way for some of for some of the people listening to this that have 20 members the way to get make more money is to get more clients but for a lot of you that have um you know for some of some of the people listening to this that got 200 300 400 500 members man everything that we talked about today is exponentially more valuable to you so the most important thing is to grow the nucleus of your current base that's paying you and the bigger you can grow the base that's paying you the more opportunities you have to make more from that base absolutely and and that's something that you talk a lot about on here as well is getting more clients uh and uh but this was a great way to show people that you can make more money in your gym without adding new clients so vince uh thanks for doing this I had a beautiful time today. This was a lot of fun. And as always, um, I want to direct people to uh, join uh, the Marketing Master Insiders Club, where they can get tons more of stuff from myself and my team on marketing and sales and business development. And they can join it for a whopping dollar. So if they want to get 60 days of coaching from myself and my staff, um, they can go to club. Now that we're on Zoom, you can put it on the screen. Yeah. Well, this is still audio for the main podcast. So you got to remember that. This is just how we're doing it. And we'll Watching do on video. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Where would it, would it be on YouTube? It'll be on YouTube. Yeah, this part. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, club.vincegabriel.com is where they can go and sign up for the, uh, for the trial. Very cool, Vince. Oh, and, I, oh, and one, one more thing. Um, I will be raising the price of this program. So as I said in the earlier, okay, uh, the price will now be uh, uh, starting in 2023 will be $47 for the trial. So this wow. is the last month that they can get the trial for a dollar. 4,700% increase. It's incredible. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Vince, have a great Thanksgiving, bud. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ann.